Paul was a vessel for God's extraordinary miracles. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We're moving on in our study of Acts chapter 19 today. Uh, We're going to be looking at verses 11 through 20 this morning. And before we get into the text, uh, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the start of a new week. Uh, We're grateful for your hand uh, in and on our lives. Father, speak through your word. We're hungry for what you have for us. Uh, Father, we pray too that your spirit will bring us insight and understanding, that we might apply what you teach us to the benefit of our growth in grace. We love you, Lord, and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here is Acts 19, verses 11 through 20. And God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick, and their diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the name, by the Jesus who Paul proclaims. Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this, but the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered all of them and overpowered them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, and fear fell upon them all. In the name of the Lord, Jesus was extolled. Also, many of those who were now believers came confessing and divulging their practices. And a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted the value of them and found it came to 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord continued to increase and mightily prevail. Well, uh, as we begin to explore this passage, uh, we see that Paul's reputation uh, was growing in the area. Um, His healing miracles were um, well known and well regarded. Um, Luke tells us in verse 11 that he was doing such extraordinary things uh, in the spirit. uh, God's power working through him was having such extraordinary impact that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were being carried back to the sick, the infirm, those who were being oppressed by unclean spirits, and they were experiencing healing from their diseases and release from the oppression of those evil spirits. Then Luke tells us the story of about of a group of seven uh, brothers who were um, sons of a Jewish high priest. They were known as itinerant. Jewish exorcists, in other words, they were doing the work of uh, trying to help people experience release from uh, unclean spirits that are harassing them. Now, they were not believers in the Lord Jesus, and yet they were invoking the name of the Lord Jesus uh, when they went into this particular home to do battle over 
an evil spirit that was possessing a person. Um, these seven sons were there, and they invoked the spirit to come out of this person in the name of Jesus. Uh, and the demon inside of this person spoke up and has a conversation with these men. <laughs> and Luke recounts that in verse 15. It says, the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know and Paul I recognize, but who are you? (laughs) And then the man in whom the evil spirit was in leaped on them, overtook them, and these men came running out of the house wounded and naked, fleeing for their lives. (laughs) It's kind of a comical scene. Um, And it's interesting because we learn in other places in Scripture that even evil spirits recognize the Spirit of Christ. They know Jesus, and they know exactly who who he is. And at times, they're making a profession of uh, Jesus and and revealing his identity ahead of um, what Jesus felt was the proper timeline based on what the Lord had sent him to do. And uh, so in this instance, these men come flying out of the house naked and wounded after they've been literally beat up by this demon-possessed man. And uh, even this story added to uh, the reputation of Jesus in that area, the power of Jesus, and also uh, the reputation of Paul uh, as one who uh, was having a mighty impact for the Lord. So the story gets around all of Ephesus, Um, both Jews and Greeks uh, hear it, and uh, they they, they had a healthy fear, and uh, the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled, Luke tells us. And many of those who were now believers came confessing and divulging their practices, and so like God was doing this cleansing work in the community of the faithful ones because of what had happened there. And um, those who had previously practiced magic, uh, they brought their books together and burned them in the sight of everyone. And, they, uh, and, and as they're doing this, they ascribe a worldly value of uh, 50,000 pieces of silver. So this is a large sum of money. And they're departing with these things. And they're saying Jesus is more of a treasure than the full amount of all of the worth of these things, uh, which are now worthless to us. <laughs> and that sounds just like Paul, doesn't it, later in his letters when he says, um, uh, I've been crucified with Christ. Uh, what was to my gain is now my loss. Um, none of that matters. It's all, um, it's all a pile of dung compared to the vast treasure of Jesus the um, immeasurable worth of Christ. And that's what they're saying. They're saying, we're trading all this in for Jesus. Um, there's a point in, in all of our journeys when we have to say much the same thing. I'm, I'm trading all this in for Jesus uh, through the lens of my uh, worldly eyes. Um, what I think is valuable actually holds no value. But through the lens of my soul, I begin to see that Jesus is a treasure above all others, and I will pursue him, and I will give my heart to him, and, and um, I will value him above all else. And that's really uh, that's what, really what it's all about. And I hope that you've done that, and I hope 
that you will have the joy of seeing other people do that when they come to faith in Christ. Perhaps as the result of your witness, or perhaps you're just one of the seed planters along the way. But when you get word of someone that you've invested in, really turning their heart over to Jesus, oh, what a precious uh, testimony that is. Um, Because you know that they have begun to account Jesus as a treasure above all else in their lives, and nothing matters more than that. All right, my friends. Well, uh, Luke finishes the section by saying, So the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. And may that be true in our day as well. God bless you. Thanks for taking time out of your day to study with us. And I hope uh, that even though this is a somewhat uh, humorous story in a way, uh, that you see the vital spiritual benefit of God's word in your life each and every day. We'll be back at it again tomorrow, my friends, Lord willing. God bless you until then.